1: what's going on everybody Patrick bear here and we are back 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 again it is time for another pop culture roundup and i'm being joined on the west coast by brian good morning and on the east coast by bj good morning and eric
4: good morning everybody
1: i thought you were gonna robin williams that shit and uh
4: Good Good morning, Vietnam. Good morning, Vietnam. It's way too early for that.
1: Uh, (laughs) The best part about this, and it amazes me, because Brian picks the top (laughs) game. Yeah, I just say what's the earliest we can do this, and he's like eleven Eastern.
2: I was I was about to make make a bet, being like, I wonder if he's going to wake up because there was one recording like he completely slept through, and I can't remember it which one it was.
0: One time, only once, and that's <laughs> impressive for me. And I also have to be up at four a.m. tomorrow to catch a flight to the East Coast, so I'm like, you know what? Let's just rip the bandaid off and like, well, let's just ease myself into a, a earlier start time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i mean you know that's how we do it but we are here not to talk about the time on the east and west coast but to chat about the month in pop culture so our our recording schedule has been a little wonky as of late and um we're releasing episodes not in a normal pattern and uh i apologize about that normally i'm the one that keeps the trains running on time um Life has been crazy and uh, not been the best in uh, some certain circumstances in my life and uh, it's thrown everything off and uh, we're going to get a little bit back on track. We're actually going to have a little bit of a December treat for you all. This is going to be the first of four episodes that are going to drop in the month of December. We are going to be putting out a couple of additional uh, microsodes as well as our faves of 2022 i was going to say best of 2022 but that would sound like we were doing the uh, old uh, clip shows that i would put together a couple talks out of the uh over a couple of different years but we are going to reconvene and as a little holiday treat you are going to get to hear our favorite pop culture thing bobs doohickeys and media of the year that has gone by so stay tuned for that thank you so much for hanging out with us and supporting us this entire year um we're also going to be working on getting all of our patreon stuff up to date i know i keep saying it uh but we're working on that as well and uh yeah let's finish out this year strong everybody Woo! Ah. You got thingamabobs? i got 20 <laughs> uh good because you're gonna need those for that roundup at the end of the year
0: <laughs> did i get that right disney gay did i de- gays did i get that
2: right i mean yeah. yep you're the yeah. little mermaid all right hooray you, you, <laughs> you did till the new movie drops and the racists get mad and then oh. the mere mention, and the mere Don't. mention of the little mermaid uh, triggers everyone
0: let me just tell you i had an unexpected conversation about black little black ariel at thanksgiving uh, with some vegan friends of mine, and it was unexpected and weird. And I was like, "Why am I defending Black Ariel to you?" <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, they're upset about that. They just dropped um, they just dropped uh pictures of the rest of her sisters, and they're not all white. So they're they're gonna be they're gonna, everybody's about to be upset.
0: Good, no, I but it, but <laughs> what's funny is this is this is like, this little count are our cold open. What counts uh, or what, what 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 the discussion wasn't like what you expect. It wasn't oh why isn't Ariel White? It's like why isn't Disney making original black content? And I was like, uh-huh. well, they could do both. Like, there's nothing wrong with both. <laughs> so anyway,
1: no those
4: <laughs> I know, I know.
0: It was, it was, it was a weird way to spin my anyway. It was good. It was fun.
4: Tofurky yeah, makes it. you crazy. To turkey <laughs> makes you crazy indeed. Let me tell you.
1: That stuff is Turkey rubber. makes you sleepy, Toeferky makes you crazy. <laughs> oh my god, you're right. Wow. Wow. Go on, girl, give us nothing. Is what people were saying to Mariah Carey during the Thanksgiving Day parade. Which I thought was fantastic. I'm all about her just standing there with an umbrella and her kids dancing <laughs> around. Is that what she did as a performance? Or just... Oh, what, just 100%. Yeah, I mean, what do you want her to do?
0: <laughs> so she was supposed to sing, and did she just, like, not?
1: None of them sing live.
0: None of them sing oh, yeah. live. Well, right, None but I mean, she didn't live. even, like... She just kind of swayed?
1: No, I mean, she had her mic. She looked like she was performing. But Mar- it's Mariah. Mariah doesn't dance. Mariah doesn't dance around the stage. Like she stood there in a lovely pink gown with a little tiara on holding her pink umbrella and singing
2: girl you know it's true ooh, ooh, ooh. does she I just sing even. all i want for
1: christmas or what does she do now well i mean she had her the she had an album come out in what 2018 2019 and then i mean that's The biggest part of her career right now is when Christmas rolls around. She has four shows that she's doing, two in Toronto, two in New York. If anybody out there listening wants to buy me a last-minute ticket and fly me to New York to see Mariah Carey, I'll even fly to Toronto. I'm fine with that. I've got documentation. (laughs) Uh, I I would love to go see her again. It's been uh, a couple of years since I last saw her. But, I, I mean, she's not touring new music right now. She doesn't need to. She just put out a Christmas book. The a Christmas book. princess? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's a little like um it's a, the story of little Mariah in Christmas.
0: Does she get frozen like the rest of the year and wheeled out at the in October?
1: Man, we will not stand for that kind of slander. We <laughs> only talk about we only talk about her standing and swaying <laughs> on this podcast. They, well, no wonder she, she
2: just stands. she all frozen. I was gonna say, still. have you have you not seen her her it's time videos? She no. released a new Oh my God! She did I one. I thought this that year was re-
0: somebody else. That's her releasing those. No, that's her. Yeah, yes. oh, that's she's funny. Then
2: okay, she's in they on the joke. They've <laughs> yeah. gotten so
1: over the top because if you go back and we've talked about this on the podcast, I know we have
2: <laughs> every every holiday season.
1: I'm pretty sure it was a one up like last year. <laughs> um, it first the first time she did it was like. I want to say like four years ago, four or five years ago. And it was literally just her in like uh, a Halloween costume, like a little rocker, like, you know, spiky Tina Turner wig and like denim jacket. And she like passes out on her bed and it pans over to her phone and it says October 31, 1159. Uh, and then it switches to November 1, 12 a.m., and then she like it starts playing like a "All I Want for Christmas Is You" ringtone, and she like sits up in bed in her her Christmas pajamas, and she's like, "It's time." And since then, it's gotten progressively more of a production. Oh my god! Last year, it was uh, three pumpkins outside of a door, and one was carved with it, uh, one with "Not," and then one with "Time," and then like the same thing that October thirty one into November one. And she comes out with the baseball bat and smashes the knot and uh, it's time. And then BJ, since you brought it up, do you want to describe what this year's it's time video was?
2: Oh my God. This year she was dressed as the wicked witch of the West. And she's like on a, on a bicycle. And she's just like, she's on a Peloton and she's just cackling. And then you see the, you see the dates just all start falling. And then like November 1st flies in front of the camera. Flies away, and she is. What I mean, she's in a winter wonderland. She is like ice and snow everywhere. She's got like the. She's got a full Mrs. Claus gown, and this time she sings it. She's like, "It's time," and like her high pit, her high Mariah Carey note, and then it's it's a whole production. Next year, I'm almost. I'm almost thinking she's gonna put on a concert, like. Halloween night and then as soon as midnight hits she's gonna start singing all I want for Christmas this year like it, gonna it have like insane. the ball drop
0: or some crazy shit. like oh my god I, I do respect the fact that she's just full in on this now that's oh yeah good. that's good. That's
2: where, that's where her money that's where most of her money I, comes from uh, I'm That's editor. why
0: she doesn't have to do much else <laughs> <except> maybe an <laughs> occasional
2: concert
1: I mean she was also paid 28 million dollars to not record any more records for well, one of her previous uh record labels <laughs> That woman, I mean, she is a, a. She just got inducted to the Songwriter Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Um, she has, uh, what was it? I was reading a, a, a thing about Taylor Swift. Um, but the, she is one of the only female artists to have, I think it's six albums that are like over 20 million units sold. This woman is done. She's a living fucking legend in the the music industry and it's it's crazy. Like I mean, people people want to want to shit on Mariah and and joke about her all they, they want, but that woman has made a huge fucking impact in the music industry and that you cannot escape all I want for Christmas is you. It is the only modern Christmas song that has impacted and and wedged itself lodged itself in the cult the culture you know and everybody puts out christmas music every year and there's some great christmas music out there y'all know i love me some bare naked for the holidays like bare naked ladies may not be who you think of when you think of christmas music but i'm down i love that album but all i want for christmas is you is the only one that everybody knows
0: and i love it you going to add that uh, that new Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special uh, soundtrack to the mix? <laughs> I
1: the might. The songs are, couple, uh, you know. There were a couple of cute songs. The Kevin Bacon one was <laughs> interesting. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. But uh, but it does, the the album does include uh, one of my favorite kitschy uh, Christmas tunes in uh, The Waitress's Christmas Rapping. Like, I don't know why that's... You know it, like it doesn't. You know, you wouldn't know it from the the, the title, but um, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Uh, oh God, oh what are the words? Shit, I'm gonna have to go back and figure <laughs> those that out. are the right lyrics. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: oh no! Festive, I'm absolutely festive.
1: I'm trying to figure out what the next words. Were. <laughs> <laughs> You would know it though, Brian. Brian's got that look of like I, I don't know the song. If you hear when you hear it, you'll know it. I'm sure it's well, one of I, those.
0: I'll uh, listen. I'll listen. I'll look it up after this. Uh, I'll add to my uh, non-existent Christmas playlist. No, I, do have, <laughs> I do have a
1: playlist, <laughs> I, know, I I need to start putting together my my trim my bush playlist, and um, that's gonna that'll end up on it this year, and possibly some of the stuff from the Guardians uh, special. But that's enough cold open. That's enough of us chatting about Christmas and Mariah. Welcome
2: welcome to our Mariah Carey Christmas micro episode.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. Can you imagine I just cut this all out and just make that it's a little (laughs) micro. It's
2: it's time.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. The the (laughs) production. The production. I love it. Anywho. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh by the way there are some really that she has this, this um i think it's a onesie on her site she put out a bunch of christmas merch and i want the onesie so bad but it is like 85 dollars like i love you mariah but not that much <laughs> i love you but i'm broke i'm a broke homosexual i'm not one of these <laughs> homosexuals with uh disposable income that <laughs> can buy this so, again, if there's anybody out there listening who would like to buy me a Mariah Carey one I'm totally down. Just message me. Anywho, let's switch off of Mariah. And uh, I'm going to just stand here with my umbrella and sway while we talk about our first topic. Uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and throw it over to Brian to kick us off with our first topic on this roundup episode.
0: Well, so I have been um, – I don't know why I've been doing this. I've been watching this show that I used to watch back – oh, I don't know, a few years ago uh, when it was supposedly still good and then would you know lead you along a garden path and you thought, oh, this is, this is pretty good. Wow, they're turning a corner and then something would happen about episode five, maybe four sometime where you would just completely throw your hands up and go, what the hell? come on, why Why are you doing this to me again? I and mean, then you're reminded of all the abuse in the past. Anyway. So I'm talking about you're American talking about Horror Glee? Story. Well, <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm a sort of... You're totally you're ah! right. My wig! Um, <laughs> My wig! But, uh, no! Yet, wig. <laughs> Ryan Murphy um, does have this track record with his projects, and it's specifically with Glee and American Horror Story. I think some of his <laughs> like more tight sort of sort of narrative. Like, like, you know, I'm thinking, uh, I don't
1: want to talk about what's tight on Ryan Murphy. <laughs> that's a He's different, not, that's a, different a lot of work. Well, of I know the, it's the
0: not podcast. tight. Yeah. Right. No. Oh, um, yeah.
2: Especially after <laughs> big daddy <laughs> visits. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, no, uh, some of his like, you know, short form stuff. Uh, I'm thinking Hollywood. Um, I don't know. There's probably something else there. <laughs> a couple of his other ones. Like they're Fine, they're they're a little stronger. I feel like because it's a it's a sort of a closed story, he doesn't have the room to just dither around. And to be fair, I'm saying Ryan Murphy as the showrunner, he is not writing like a lot of it. I think he's kind of like sharing most of the writing with Brad Fauchuk, and then there's probably a writer's room. But doesn't matter because there's a pattern I've observed and even on their like split seasons where they took the whole 22 or whatever, or not even 22, 18, I don't know. They split it in half that one time where they do like a double feature. Even then, when you only have like eight episodes, I feel like he still does it. So we're talking about, uh, American horror story, NYC, which is set in New York city. Uh, it started out so good it was so deli- <laughs> not delightful delightful is the wrong word i uh I, I think it was so gritty but also like gay like i have not seen this level <laughs> of queer content on my television since i like you know accidentally chromecast the browser tab that had like OnlyFans. like i was so <laughs> impressed that I was watching, and admittedly, I'm not watching this on broadcast because I don't have broadcasts, but I was watching it on like
1: Hulu. But I'm, I'm like, so confused by that analogy. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? So confused.
0: Like I I I okay. There's a lot of sex. I think there's a lot of uh well, there's a there's a there's a more sex than I expect. I shouldn't say a lot of sex. There's just more like just fucking and 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 queer cruising and leather, like I just, I was surprised that on an FX show, uh, it was this, this honestly like queer. But, I mean, Ryan Murphy's a gay man. I think this is probably something he's wanted to do for some time. Uh, it, it, uh, you know, he has done other spicy projects for sure. Um, but to see Horror Story, American Horror Story, which has been around now for what? 10 years, 11 years. They're on season. This is, I think 11, right? Yeah. 11. Uh, yeah. This, this is 11.
1: And But I think and... it's been like 13 years. Cause nope. I mean, there was a break.
0: Well, they, there was a break, but it is, uh, the, I'm looking at a, a cheat sheet. Uh, it started in 2011. So it's actually been 12, 12- Wait, no. How many years is it? 11, eleven years. years. Yeah, wow. so they somehow managed to like write the ship
2: somehow. Oh oh um, not even not even that, but they've got two spin-off seasons of American Horror Stories, the anthology series. They have, well, let's just not talk about those because they're pretty sad. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: actually I watched like a couple episodes of the 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 what's the the leather not the leather up. Uh, rubber man. Rubber rubber man.
2: It's rubber. Um, I thought
0: it was rubber woman. It, it is. It's, I was trying to be like trying to like space it there anyway it doesn't make sense um <laughs> rubber woman um and uh yeah it's bad um but that's fine that one's that was a true anthology like every episode's different but yeah. um this season set place in new york as we said in the early 80s i believe it's like 81 82 it's like it's like at that period of the 80s where it's really like the late 70s still but you just yeah. get like that turn the corner. A very good in-
1: year 81 i should say it's oh, a to vintage year.
0: It's a vintage year. Uh, I, I, I was very pleased that they said it there. I was very pleased. I'm totally. I totally missed your joke. I'm sorry. I was born
1: in eighty <laughs> one. Jesus oh,
4: Christ. Oh
0: my God. I'm sorry. I was, hey, right. <laughs> yeah. right, was
2: born
1: in
0: eighty
4: <laughs> one. Yeah. All right. Half the cast was born in eighty one. Yes.
2: <laughs> yes, we were.
0: All you early eighties babies, it's delightful. Um, but no, like I, I just i don't uh i don't know like i don't i don't i don't hate the cast at all um i'm trying to pull up this freaking cast list and it's killing me i'm sorry i'm still working joe mantello russell Toby. well russell tovey yes let's get oh, back yeah then. let's start with joe mantello because honest <laughs> to god since hollywood i i really <laughs> love this man he's delightful silver daddy um he, he I, I assume he's a Broadway actor. I need to look at what else is he's what else he's done. But like, dude owns it as this hard scrabble reporter, editor in chief uh, of this queer a uh, village publication um, in, in the early '80s, and he's trying to just help his community by finding out why people are getting murdered. You know, what's the deal with this this this, this stalker in in the Central Park or? or I don't even know the Chelsea docks. Where are they cruising? I Pat, you should know this. Where are they cruising in that? Uh, in that, did you watch this yet?
1: Uh, no. And I was born in 81. I was not cruising the docks. in No, 81. but like, I figured it's
0: <laughs> when you watch it, go back and see if you can figure out where it's supposed to be a park. Like, I don't know if it's central park. It could be anywhere. I don't know. Um, it doesn't look like a dock or anything, but it does look like a park. Um, and there's like a tunnel or something, but yeah, th- there's this 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 area where these gay men cruise in the '80s, early '80s, um, and and there is this sort of serial killer, monster, leather daddy. They, they they actually eventually like say he looks like this guy, Big Daddy, and he he just appears like a stalker, like a you know Michael Myers, like a you know whatever to to kill people, and basically kills them when they're alone, looking for uh, somebody to. Uh, fornicate with so i mean it's uh it was uh it's it's the setup from there it goes into some really weird other directions uh but uh yeah uh what's his name joe mantello great actor so glad he's like the main guy his partner uh relatively maybe recently boyfriend is a new york cop who is not out uh, at the beginning of the season played by russell tovey and this is the first time russell tovey to my knowledge has worked with Uh, ryan murphy uh has been added to the collection if you will of uh gay actors i do still you know give give ryan murphy all the shit for his uh his storytelling choices and all that but he hires queer actors consistently they may or not may or may not be the same queer actors all the time but the fact that he he is very consistent now in hiring queer uh both you know gay lesbian trans he's got um he's got uh what's her name sandra bernhardt shows up playing sandra bernhardt like you'd expect um he's got uh billy lord so billy lord i I mean what i don't know what her situation is but um you know she's still great so i i'm I'm okay with billy lord zachary quinto like okay so we all remember zachary quinto i think his first role was um oh god what was that show with the superpowers oh Heroes. Heroes. he
2: he was one of the main villains um, yeah he was pretty like
0: he was introduced as this horrible like kind of character like this villain so i I, i'm not going to spoil too much but let's just say in this season if he's not a villain he's certainly a not likable kind of like lethario exploitive kind of kind of into uh dominating but like in a really cruel sadistic kind of way um yeah he's, he's 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 a character uh so you know he's great Dennis O'Hare plays this, like, old-school, queer, like, I don't know. I'm trying to place, like, where they were, what they were going for exactly, but just imagine that gay bar you go to where there's that corner of the old gays, and I mean, like, their old gays are, like, like 70s eric is the seven like they're in their 70s now and they're just like <laughs> catty but they're dressed up this this isn't always the case in florida i know but they're dressed oh, no. up
2: it's, it's very obvious here yeah <laughs> yeah they, they're
0: just they're just like hey holding court that that's the uh, dennis O'Hare. he gets to play this character that there's there's more too but 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 here's the thing this setup lots of
4: butts i get it there's lots of butts in this actually.
0: Uh, there's some peen. I actually is there a penis? Actually, no, I take it back. I don't think there's any penis. Now, there's no obvious penis, but like you can in, in penis, implied penis for sure. Um, I
1: was gonna say if FX is starting to show dick on their shows, like that's a whole new level. I, I, I need think them to I go have... back and redo uh, Nip Tuck, then. Oh,
0: I know, right? <laughs> no, I don't think there's any I don't think there's any peen. That, that that would be spectacular. But um there there's certainly not a lot left to the imagination in some of the outfit choices, which is fine. Uh but there is a, uh, a bathhouse. There's a bathhouse on not Major Network, but on FX. There is a bathhouse. There's a lot. Actually, they go back to this a lot. And one of the most delightful, inspired by real life events that is in this uh, scene with the bathhouse is there is a lounge singer singing at the bathhouse. And it is Patty motherfucking Lapone.
2: I would say it had be, it had be, like when I heard that there was a there was a singer in the bathhouse, I was like, if it's not Patty Lapone or wasn't it Bette Midler that that's how she ever used started? to do it?
0: No, I mean, like
2: Better be Patty Lapone, and I was like absolutely ecstatic. Well, because she has a history of she's done side characters and stuff on American Horror Story, so. Um, I couldn't
0: remember if she had or not, but I, yeah. I do appreciate greatly the reference to not just Bette Midler, but most famously Bette Midler.
2: And, um, and actually, for your previous comment, uh, Billy Lord, she was in. She played a major role in uh, American Horror Story, nineteen sixty seven, uh, the slasher fuck one. She was a main character in that season.
0: Yeah, she's been in a couple now, and that's fine. Yeah. Like, I, I, I what was the, I forgot what the first project that she worked. With, didn't she was she on Slash? scream queens Uh, maybe scream queens scream queens was her first
2: ryan murphy uh uh project yeah so that she's
1: she's been part of the cast since 2017 on american horror story
0: i know she's popped up a few times but um yeah anyway so seeing little little, you know carrie fisher jr that's not her name but you know basically like i love i love her any any amount of time although her character is a little uh underutilized let's say this season um but uh Another weird, like, out of nowhere cameo besides Patty, um, Cal Penn uh, shows up. And so Cal Penn is uh, relatively recently out. Uh, what was it Harold and Kumar? Right. That's his big uh, movie. He was claimed to fame. Right. I
3: think, um,
0: so. I think he was on. What, she was on some other TV shows. and He was I on know. House for a bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. He was. Um, worked for Obama for a little while. Like, he's gotten mm-hmm. around. He's done
1: some stuff. He he was on How I Met Your Mother.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so good. Thank you for filling in these uh, cow pin gaps. Anyway, he shows up in, a, in, in like, this police chief <laughs> playing, like, this grizzled, aggressive, New York cop stereotype police chief. <laughs> Something out of, like, a Batman <laughs> Gotham, oh, you know. God. Like but but I I just I don't buy it. I mean Penn, I'm sure it can be a gruff whatever. He's fine. But it's just it's so not the characters like he's played ever anywhere. Um it it was it was a bold choice. I don't know that it's always successful. I do appreciate again another out actor that uh, Ryan Murphy is put into work. But you know, either way. So all of this is like in the mix and they're all trying to figure out this mystery. And then you get this other thing possibly related that's called the they're called the Mai Thai killer because they basically slip like Mickey's uh, Roofies or whatever into Mai Ties to like get guys to to sort of be easier or whatever to to, to take home and then you know basically torture and kill and then there's there's more to that you know storyline and i forgot the actor who plays a serial killer and it's not revealed until like the third or something episode but he's been in weird other productions too um i gotta find his name because he's just he's just he's just weird anyway uh all of it's in the mix there's obviously like this um well, not obviously, there's a scene where they're on Fire Island, which I, you know, sure, appreciate all the Fire Island love. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like there's a scene where like the Billy Lord is investigating this rare, weird illness that the, the deer seem to have and it's killing them and it's causing um, I can't ever get the name of this uh, right. Carcy sarcoma. Was it not Carcy sarcoma? Um, the, the skin issue that would, you have HIV or AIDS, like really advanced, you get the, the sort of growths on your skin, you know, that uh, lesions. Yeah. Lesions. All right. So, so they, they basically they're introducing this, this mysterious illness that's spreading around the gay community and you're sitting there like, okay, it's early eighties. Okay. What are you doing, Ryan? What are we, are we doing an AIDS story or are you, are you, port- is it like a, a you know, portent? you know foreshadowing like what what are you doing here where is this going in the mix with the serial killer the the mysterious so the the both serial killers because really they are kind of separate um and all of this is fine all of this is like you know whatever great start bj did you get to the full well did you get to the episode where they do the flashback
2: Uh, yeah yeah i i got to that episode and it it's just from what i've read in the reviews and everything it seems like the the killer big daddy it's everybody's like is he a metaphor is he this and like the only answer anybody's ever been able to figure out is just like yes everything all the things um so it's i haven't i haven't completely finished it right, um, neither have
0: i so let's be but, fair like we're we're not completely spoiling anything here to say no. There's a there's a mystery. It may or may not resolve. I guess it's an the season's over. So that's kind of impressive. Yeah. They didn't do the usual. All right, we're really gonna beat this horse into the ground for another ten episodes, like they have they've done in the past. But um, I also have not seen a lot of like, wow, that's so good. You got to go back and watch that.
1: Yeah, I've <laughs> just seen no, a lot I, of middling. I heard, I heard that it it went off the rails and did not stick the landing, which is par for the course for. Yeah. American yeah. horror story.
0: Well, and that's what I was going with this this flashback. So you have these I'm just going to spoil this one thing. You have these characters that have like no interactions with each other really. They're not related in any in any noticeable way. Nobody know it's it's just like random people all in the city dealing with this thing. And then there's a flashback and you find out that there's like not two characters that have a connection in a past, but but not three characters that have a connection in a backstory, but four characters that have not interacted whatsoever all have this shared history of this, this horrible thing that happened that they have to deal with. And it's like, Oh my God. So, so like, you know, out of nowhere, it almost felt like a retcon. I don't, you know, whatever it may have been intended, but it was just so like, just ridiculous. And like, and then there felt like a time jump that didn't make any sense with two other characters. I, I don't know about episode i think four or five wherever that lays i just i i mean i'm gonna go back and finish it this is me telling you uh in all transparency like i don't know that i recommend this show other than wow that's some bathhouse that's some leather that that's that's a slice (laughs) of early gay 80s in new york city like i mean that alone sure it's cool it's like you could go back and watch cruising which is also pretty horrible uh in its own way uh with al pacino back from that era uh but like you know as a as a more modern take on that era in for 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 all of the the w- warts and all like i think genital warts and all i feel like oh oh my god sorry genital warts reminded me of this um there's a
2: there's, <laughs> a, klaus, mercy on
0: our souls. there's a klaus Nomi. There's a fucking Klaus Nomi, uh, uh, mon- not montage, uh, like reference, like like they don't call him Klaus. I don't, I don't think they call him Klaus. He he's not actually supposed to be Klaus Nomi, but he is Klaus Nomi. Like you, there's no doubt when you see this character, uh, dancing on um this in this warehouse doing his weird performance art stuff. Which, I evidently don't know enough about Klaus Nomi because I didn't realize he did some of this weird. Performance art stuff, uh, but I, apparently
4: I, you know he has genital
0: warts. Well, th- no, I don't know why. I, <laughs> I cannot tell you why those are linked in my brain? But uh, and I'm not oh, alleging Lord. that, by the way. I'm not trying to get the Klaus Nomi estate <laughs> suing me or anything for besmirching their uh, their heritage here. But uh, but you know who does show? Okay, what was that? Uh, Quentin Quire. What was that show um, on Sci-Fi? That uh, Quentin Quire. Not Quentin Quire. That's the X Men.
1: I was like, what was
0: what was that, Quentin? It was like a magic show. It lasted a few seasons. It had this fabulous queer character in it. Oh, my God. My brain is complete mush. Um, did, you, did
2: you drink any coffee this morning? I don't drink coffee. What are you doing? No, I didn't I, I didn't drink go.
0: soda either, so that's how bad it is. Um, no, it, there's a couple actors that pop up that I was like, oh, my God. I love them. Completely can't spacing on their name, but um, he was the friend or roommate of Klaus Nomi, so that's why I thought of him. So I don't know, I don't know. Bj, am, am I am I? Are, off you, are you sure?
1: Are you sure? It just wasn't uh, Courtney act in a tuxedo drag outfit holding a rainbow <laughs> trout?
0: Oh my god! It very well could have been. Like if that would have worked too. Um, the magicians magicians yes uh, what oh what was that elliot elliot uh, the guy who plays elliot and the magicians thank you um you unlocked that part of my brain uh yeah he's in it for a hot second not a big role but i love that actor i, I love elliot in, in magicians i think
1: he's great anyway elliot, so he shows up. Wa? whoa whoa mm, was the sure? character Hale isaac appleman that doesn't sound right but
0: i don't know we'll go with it that guy the, the elliot the fabulous queer character in the magicians there's only one um yeah, BJ. What did you think?
2: <laughs> um, first of all, like almost everybody in the Magicians is queer, except for like two uh, <laughs> or three. Um, but uh, it's so. So here's my thing: is I appreciate from what I can tell with what they're doing. I think Ryan Murphy is going more for a a more meta look at like like Big Daddy. I think there's, but there. I think there is somewhat like maybe thirty percent of a misdirect. On what Big Daddy actually is, not a ghost, which automatically clears a lot of what if scenarios for my brain, because American Horror Story loves its ghosts that look just like people, and you, you're confused until you realize until you see them die. Um, Big Daddy, though, definitely as a character is su- is supposed to be more representative of something metaphysical, either the AIDS crisis or something like that, um, or just a uh, uh, just. Um, how people deal with certain things in their own way, especially in that era where you're hiding a lot of what's who you are, what you are, what you're doing. Uh, And that can, that can, that can cause trauma. Like, so big daddy in my head just kind of represents the collective trauma of just being gay in the eighties. So it's a lot more metaphysical than Ryan Murphy's ever done. A lot of his threats And everything in his series are generally physical or somebody going crazy or some sort of monster or ghost or the human condition as Freak Show showed us like, you know, man is the real freak. Um, So I think it's definitely I I don't know if it's I feel like it's not going to stick the landing, but I also feel like it's not going to be terrible. Um, because he's had some endings to series that I found pretty, just like, well, why did like it was it was a nonstop roller coaster to nothing. Um, but like 1967 is probably my favorite season because it's just it's pure camp, it's absolutely absurd, and it's only like six episodes long. So Wait, I think
0: 1967. I think, right, which one? Was I think that? it
2: was yeah, American horse. Story 87, 1987. 1987. Okay, okay, I was, I was like, um, wow, he
0: did one in the sixties. I, I mean, he does period oh, 1984 1984.
2: 1984.
0: Oh. That makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah, 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 84.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it that that was his slasher season and he only it was only like six episodes long. Um and honestly, I feel like that one stuck the landing for something that deals with like a lot more of the like physical threats. Uh you have a psychopath, you've got ghosts, you've got hauntings and all that stuff. Um but definitely I like this for I I appreciate what he's trying to do. Um and I think if he if he can ever truly stick a if he if he could truly stick a landing on a season, I think they would all be bangers. Uh, absolutely all of them would would have been absolutely fantastic. but he's just got a, he's always had an issue with endings. He did pose though pose actually had yeah. Uh, I don't know Uh, why uh, it was all around, but I think that one was more rooted in reality.
0: Yeah. Is that what it is? Cause like when his stuff is more rooted in reality, I mean, Hollywood is, is not, it's like an alternate reality kind of deal, but like, it still works overall. And, Mm -hmm. um, I didn't finish nurse ratchet. That's one that got away from me, but you know, it was kind of, I got canceled anyway. Oh, did it? yeah. I I, yeah, I felt like that <laughs> even had somewhat more coherent sort of whatever. But like even then, it, it didn't. But like the the ones where he did the um was it rivals the, or whatever the the two characters against uh, each feud? other feud. Oh, yeah. There it is. Like those even kind of sort of work. Like they're they're a little more consistent. So I don't know. Like he just has, and it could be again. Who he's not writing all of this, right? So he's just a showrunner. Brad Falchuk is his partner in crime. Uh, liter and, hell, you know, even even American Crime Story, I think he's like involved with somewhat, and those are largely like, but that's totally like you know an ad- adaptation of real events. So yeah, yeah, I think he just needs to not put twenty ideas in a in a five idea sack. You know, like just yeah, you don't have to throw everything at the wall to see what sticks. You can sort of go. I don't think, and I, I will say, BJ, do not. I, I agree that they're the, the, the whole big daddy, you know, representing trauma. I, to me, that was so obnoxiously what I saw he was trying to do that. I almost hoped that it wasn't because <laughs> it's just the heaviest handed thing I've ever like, like, you know, the metaphor stick is like a fucking uh, oak tree. Like just, I don't know. I was, I was really hoping that's not what he's doing.
2: I mean, I just, I, I like, I, looking you're at probably him, so. right. I think you're right, though. <laughs> I
0: just I just I really hope that that wasn't what he was. Anyway, we'll see. I, we'll see how it all ends up. But uh, uh yeah, I don't know. I just you got to experience it. I've asked a lot of people. Have they watched it? Because I really just want to see what their experiences like, you know, how they how they felt running through these episodes or or, or binging them or, or like. I don't know, picking at it. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm really curious to see what our, our hear, what our listeners thought, if anyone enjoyed it um, past that like weird flashback episode, if anyone thinks it did stick the landing. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. Thumbs and, sideways. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, they have switched to shorter seasons. It hasn't been since season seven, which was cults um that had 11 episodes but then it's pretty much all been 10 except for season 9 which was 84 which only had nine episodes okay but yeah they've gone to shorter seasons which i think probably helps because yeah. then they don't have to have as much filler or shouldn't have as much filler but what's well,
0: like in that coven season when they introduced that sax playing serial killer guy like that was to me like there's always a moment in these episodes in the in these series where you go, okay you, you you really didn't need to do that you know that's that's extraneous what are you doing like and that that uh guy who i love that actor uh when he shows up in coven that season like that to me is the moment when you go hold up you you got enough already on your plate here what do you do so so that episode when they go to fire island is this this whole uh what do you call a uh, uh, flashback Like to me that's the that's that jump the shark ish moment so but that's good to know and i i hope they continually uh, dial in the number of episodes uh successfully uh and also don't watch that
1: anthology series um just, just don't just that's just they're <laughs> using the extra episodes for uh american horror stories yeah
0: yeah oh god so- oh, what a bad yes yes all of it uh <laughs> Anyway, I'll stop talking about this show that has clearly left its mark on me. Uh, but uh, yeah, you guys, everyone, everyone should just check out, watch the first episode,
2: and uh, you know, see what you think.
1: I mean, I want to watch for Russell Tovey
2: because his body has caught up to his ears, and I, I don't, <laughs> don't hate it.
1: That. I want the ears to be bigger. No, his oh, his
2: ears. I mean, I always thought he was adorable. Like I saw him at MegaCon one year, and he is absolutely fucking adorable. But like. Holy shit. His all like like his body has caught up to his ears, and I'm just like, oh, okay. All when, right.
0: Easy. When you see him first put on like the leather, you're like, oh Ooh. my God. The Ooh. transformation is complete. I just imagine Ooh. Russell Davies like <laughs> exploding in his seat when he sees what Russell has become <laughs> uh after all those years, you know? Ooh.
1: Yeah. Anyway. Not mad about it. Not mad about it. <laughs> so that's American Horror Story NYC. So uh, yeah, that was, that was a a much more in depth conversation than I thought was going to be about American <laughs> Horror Story. Definitely made its mark. Uh, let's go ahead and throw it over to Eric. What you got for us, Eric?
4: So. Um... Thursday was Thanksgiving and then yesterday for Black Friday I went to the theater and ate The Menu.
1: Oh! Um, you, you, the, you, sp- you spent all night working that one up, didn't you? I did.
4: <laughs> I, did. I was workshopping it across <laughs> Facebook and everything. And um, No, the, the Menu. It's a 2022 American Black Comedy Horror Film directed by Mike Malloyd. Uh, written by Seth Reese and Will Tracy, and produced by Adam McKay, Betsy Koch, and Will Farrell. Uh, it features an ensemble cast that includes Ray Fines, Anya Taylor Joy, Nicholas Holt, Hong Chow, Janet McTeer, Reed Burney, Judith Light, and John Legazamo. Um, it's set in a very upscale restaurant, uh, and Ray Fines is the head chef there. And they're there for a multi-course dinner, and as the courses go on, insanity takes place. Um, has anyone else seen the movie?
2: I have. <laughs> I just
1: saw the trailer.
2: It's 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 so beautiful. It is it, it is it is a commentary on how like elitism and different facets of that whole idea are just fucking out of this world. I love it. And
4: I mean, the attention to detail though, like all the food stuff looks amazing. And I totally want to eat most of those courses, not experience those courses, but I want to eat those courses. Um, But just the insanity of the ideas going on, like, I'll spoil the bread course. The the bread course, um, the chef comes out before each course to kind of give a story and describe the dish. And he describes bread as being this um, for the poor class and how it's just flour and water. And for so long, it was just them dipping their... Poor bread in wine for flavor. And so because these people paying all this money for this experience, aren't the poor class, he refuses to give them bread and only gives them the hoity toity little dips and ac- accompaniments for it. Um, but the <laughs> twists that happen, I mean, it's just so delightful and I don't
2: want to spoil like the actual
4: what happens at the end. Oh,
2: oh yeah, definitely going into this movie completely blind because the trailer's do an excellent job of I won't say misdirecting, but definitely like like, like I like you, on, you you think you know the movie going in, but you don't
4: really know the whole movie going
2: in. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it's not and it's not even really a super complicated premise, but Honestly, I'm trying to think of the last horror comedy that I watched, and honestly, I can't really. I think um, Crampus. Krampus was kind of yeah.
4: A Kramp, Krampus was comedy. like a
2: dark, like a dark comedy, like a yeah. like a dark comedy. So it's but it, this one, it's very clever. It's super clever and like every. It, way. it was
4: a lot funnier than I. I didn't realize it was going to be a black comedy, and it was a lot funnier than I thought it was going to be.
1: Oh yeah. I wonder if like the last kind of big theater release one that would feel not the same exact thing but um do you remember The Hunt? I remember the kerfuffle about The
4: Hunt.
2: <laughs> I mean, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, I definitely remember that.
1: But I feel like uh, I feel like that would have a similar like it it would fall into a similar category.
2: So that's that's what you think going in. That is one hundred percent exactly probably what everybody thought going in. But like s- seriously, like I want to say the first thirty minutes, I'm like, oh no, this isn't that at all. But it's like, but it's like the best parts of that or the funniest parts of that, and then it, it just. Honestly, if you've ever watched any cooking show, especially, like, any of Gordon Ramsay's... Uh, was it Hell's Kitchen? If you've watched one episode of Hell's Kitchen, like, the jokes and just, like, the really weird, like, dark, funny bits hit so wonderfully. Like, honestly, if if anybody listening to this has never seen an episode of Hell's Kitchen, i tell you, go watch an episode of Hell's Kitchen, then go see this movie. And, like... You'll get the surface level humor, but it'll just go so much deeper than that. It's so fun. But I honestly, I was, you're right, Eric. I wasn't expecting it to be anywhere near that funny, but it was, I actually found it hilarious. Um,
4: And I would say Ray Fiennes does an amazing job as the chef, um, but Anya Taylor-Joy, I love her in everything I've seen her in. I haven't seen um what was that movie? that like time travel dream movie? Uh was it last night in Soho or something like that? Yes. I haven't seen that, but everything else I've seen her in, I really enjoy her.
2: Yeah, I absolutely yeah. love her. Oh, I did. And then um uh John Luquizamo. I d I think I thought I recognized him in the trailer, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure. But like Oh my God. I was, I I forget he still does stuff. And he was like a nice little surprise in this movie.
4: Yeah. And I thought his acting was really well. Really oh, good. All, yeah. Um, and I thought it was kind of ironic for the, the the part that he was playing. Oh, yeah. How good his acting was.
1: Um, so you've so not- you enjoyed Anya Taylor Joy in everything she's been in. Did you watch The New Mutants?
2: <laughs> That's right. Oh my god, I forgot. I completely forgot. Ah! Oh, oh my god. She played one of my favorite. She played one of my favorite Marvel characters. I thought she was
4: cast well as that part.
2: I don't blame
4: her for that movie.
2: That's true. I don't blame any of the actors for new mutants. I really don't. I don't blame any of them. I don't. You blame the actors for that movie, Pat? I mean, <laughs> Pat's, I mean Pat's the kind Pat's the kind of person where if somebody shits themselves in a subway car, he blames everybody in the situation. He's not he's not gonna be like, oh, that one person was sick. Like maybe the maybe they got food poisoning somewhere. He's gonna be like, nope, that bitch shit herself, and the, and her friends, anyone near her is guilty, is guilty of not helping their friend, because I have to smell shit now. <laughs> I mean... Uh,
1: that's the magic of movie making. But um,
4: I will it? say that that after the movie, I did go to Five Guys and get a cheeseburger, though.
2: <laughs> did you get, did you get, Eric, did you get it to go?
4: I did. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll be funny after someone goes and watches the movie.
2: Oh, it's good. Oh, that I, I made the grossest laugh at that entire scene. And I was like, I think that was one of the funniest things to me, just because I'm a huge horror fan and I'm always waiting for the other shoe to drop. And for something so somewhat normal to happen like that, oh yeah. No, I it's absolutely I I I that moment happened and I was just grinning for the rest of the movie. The rest of the movie I was just sitting there like, This is great. This is this is this is a warm hug. Like s'mores.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so another,
2: another inside joke. <laughs> Um, I will say
4: that for a good part of the movie, I was almost rooting for the chefs versus the uh, patrons. And I I loved the Mater D, um, Elsa. She (laughs) She was one of my favorite characters. But yes, it was a fantastic movie, and I think everyone should go see it.
0: So I'm really glad Ray Fines is taking these roles. Um I, I had a I had a bad Ray ex- Fiennes Fines. Ex- I had a weird Ray Fines experience uh <laughs> on my last flight back from the East Coast. Uh have you guys seen The Kings Man? Not Kingsman, but the King's Man. No,
2: yeah. I, no. I felt weird about yeah, watching
4: it. Okay. I was like was I I mean, okay.
0: He was yes, the movie is very middling to disappointing. However, um the fact that he did the scene with Rasputin, um oh, yeah. played deliciously oh, yeah. by uh is it not Reese Ephon. I think it's Re- actually, yeah, it is Reese Ephon. So he's the guy in House of Dragon who is the hand, and he's been a bunch of other things uh, over the years. Anyway, that scene with Ray Finds, and I, I I encourage you to seek this out on YouTube. I'm sure it's YouTube famous because it's such oh a his leg. Scene. Y- the You're leg talking about his leg. Yes. Yeah. The fact, the way Rasputin heals his leg and that whole scene, like I just, I, I've seen Ray Fiennes in so many amazing roles as a serious actor and all this stuff. And then he is getting, he, is ha- he has a man licking, seductively licking his leg wound and he is reacting appropriately. It is. So anyway, all I'm saying is I'm glad Ray Fiennes later in his career is taking, um, taking these kind of weird roles uh, and having more fun. Uh, even if maybe some of the projects aren't as successful, so I'm I'm glad to hear the menu is uh, good. Did you guys see the movie The Pig, or Pig? Not the one with. Um, oh, there's the one. I Are you talking about Nick the one Cage. with Nicholas Cage? No, no, not that one. Supposedly, there's a movie that's like a spiritual prequel, or or rather, this is a spiritual successor to uh, called uh, maybe it's The Pig. It's it's not the Nick Cage one. It's but it's it's about that. Whole... He plays the chef in that one. Oh, maybe it is that one then. I thought he okay yeah maybe it is that one then but anyway I I just didn't know if that if that resonance was there if you had seen that uh, I have not uh, so um, anyway I'm glad I'm 2021
1: glad. blockbuster that brought in a whopping four million dollars <laughs> <laughs>
0: well yeah no. hey I'm excited he's uh, Nick Cage is having a little bit of a renaissance after uh, the unbearable oh god I can never get the title right uh unbearable weight of massive talent, or whatever that one is uh i was going to talk about that last time uh by the way it's a great movie so um yeah nick cage uh is, is clawing his career back but i obviously raised Sp- i'm glad ray fines is doing good stuff so yeah i really do want to see this now it sounds really it sounds really great the,
1: un- the unbearable weight of massive talent
0: that's it there you go okay
1: Doing a it lot of Googling been, it as has, you're talking and just throwing out little, little bits of information.
0: <laughs> I appreciate that you're my outboard brain, uh, because, uh, yeah, clearly
4: I don't have an uh, internal one.
1: 2022 was, I've has never heard of any is, of this stuff. <laughs>
4: 2022 has been quite the year for um, very busy movie titles. Yes. Between that and Everything
2: Everywhere All at yeah. Once. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the it's the Kingdom it's the Kingdom Hearts compilation um title uh era of movies. So everything everywhere all at once point two seven special redux model. Or the
0: Marvel Comics like uh oh god what's a what's a good one? Uh you know, uh Incredible X-Men, Colon, The Fall of X, Colon
2: Swords X of X, sword, know. Ten, Swords of Ten, Powers of Ten, Ten Ten Times X. But whenever House of they X like, whatever they
1: was two different. One was an X. <laughs> one was a Roman numeral.
0: I just love when Marvel will take, take the miniseries and just keep adding colons and keep building out the title. Anyway. yeah.
1: Listen, *Sense of Sinister*. *Sense <laughs> of Sinister* alone. Oh, <laughs> I just love that Cable in in all of that. Just as a weird side note, looks almost nothing different than what he does in the regular continuity. There's like there's all these chimera, there's all these different changes. Then no, there's just cable. He's like, I'm here.
0: Wait, are you caught up on X Men?
1: No, I've been I've seen all the stuff on Twitter. I've seen that the, oh. the uh, well, sins of Sinister* doesn't come out until early next year. So yeah, I was but like, they, well- they've, they've shown like the year ten, year one hundred, year one thousand designs for like Storm, and um, there's like. Wolverine crawler, like the Wolverine <laughs> Nightcrawler, Chimera, yeah, and then Cable just looks like his techno-organic stuff just turned into trees. It's fine. The it's trees, all, it's all fine.
0: Oh boy, I gotta look
1: Yeah, it's crazy. But he essentially, I think, partially because they're saying that he actually like lived in the era, so he's very similar to the Cable we know in the the six one six universe. Anyway, back to the menu. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is my plan. I just keep diverting us <laughs> over further and further away. Um, who do you know? Eric, Who is the director of the menu? Do you have? Do you remember? Did you find uh, you know, just,
4: Mark Malloyd? I'm just curious because, like, Let's it see sounds here. like this is, what else has he done? Yeah, he's like, a British if, television and film director and executive producer. He is best known for his work on the television series Succession and Shameless. Ah. Uh, oh weekend. wow.
1: Hmm. It's being British, I'm assuming the original shameless, not the the American knockoff.
0: Maybe both.
1: Porque no los dos. Why not both? Shameless uh, twenty eleven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Ba, ba, ba. Awesome. Um, so I obviously you speak very highly of it, Eric. Uh, but what would you give it for a flame rating?
4: I would give this, I enjoyed this movie a lot. I would probably give it a four and a half flames.
1: Very nice. Very nice. BJ, what would you give it?
2: Oh, I'm giving this sucker five out of five. Whoa. <laughs> five out of five. I'm sorry. Rich rich people potentially having their lives ruined automatically gives you an automatic <laughs> three point bump. I'm sorry, <laughs> but like. Like, that's why I love the first season of the series Revenge. It's a bunch of rich white people having their lives ruined. And I'm just like, I'm here for it. (laughs) Like, I'm like, sorry, sorry, hey, sorry for you, but not sorry. So yeah, no, a five out of five. I love dark comedies too. So like five out of five, like 100% being biased.
1: (laughs) Sure. All right. (laughs) oh goodness so that is the menu currently playing in theater so um go check it out it's coming highly recommended from this pod dear listeners we thank you so much for hanging out with us and spending your time listening to our show we are on the worldwide web at flameonshow.com there you can find all of our social media links as well as uh, our threadless shop where you can pick up your own flame on merch you can be like jamie and get your own flame on swag then take a picture in it and uh, send it to us tag us on online do all of that good stuff and let us know that you are sporting your flame on where um, you can also go to our patreon patreon.com forward slash flame on show and uh, support us at any one of the four levels that we have there all the way from the one dollar sad sad tear of a clown inspired uh level the level name inspired by ginger minge all the way up to our house of x level where you can be a guest host on a future episode again that is at flameonshow.com and patreon.com forward slash flame
3: That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 upfront for three months plus taxes and fees. rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: All right. Let's get into our next topic. BJ, what you got for us?
2: Oh, um... She has been described as kooky, but she prefers being called spooky. Um, I am talking about the Tim Burton series Wednesday, um, with Jenna Ortega playing Wednesday Adams.
1: But it's Saturday.
2: Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> for those of you that remember the uh, the Wild Thornberries, um, no, it's. Uh, so, what's funny is, like, all the controversy with Tim Burton, everything with people, uh, the original Adam's Family movies, the first two, Adam's Family and Adam's Family Values, are, like, beyond beloved. Like, I get it. Like, Adam's Family Values is probably one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, and and
4: probably one of, the, one of greatest the best Thanksgiving movies of all time.
2: One of the best Thanksgiving movies, One, of, honestly, one of the best sequels. I mean, it's just it's it's a warm hug all around. Um, so what about I,
1: Debbie? <laughs> what about me?
2: What about Debbie?
1: Um, oh no, nobody else was going to sing Jinx Bonson with me. All right, thanks.
2: <laughs> um, so there were massive expectations, um, for this show, and a lot of people were complaining about, um, the casting of Gomez Adams um however it has been a delight it has been uh Jenna Ortega as Wednesday Wednesday Adams is amazing she is absolutely hilarious um she brings a bite to the character that Christina Ricci kind of had but she puts her own spin on things um Gwendolyn Christie is just I love I just love looking at her Uh, She plays the principal of the boarding school that the Adams family has to send uh, Wednesday to after she uh, causes a fellow classmate to lose a testicle. Um, So, which is fine with her because he shouldn't be breeding anyway. Um, (laughs) But she is sent to Nevermore Academy, which is kind of like, it's the place where Gomez... And they, so Tim Burton changed a lot about kind of the mythos or he added a lot of, uh, changes to kind of the world overall of Adam's family, uh, which I had mixed feelings about. I was a bit nervous because, uh, when, when Wednesday goes to nevermore, you've got like people with abilities. It's, it's, it's essentially like the Gothic X mansion. Um, you've got a character that's a siren. Uh, her roommate is a werewolf. Um, you have a guy that, um, He's like uh, essentially he practices witchcraft. Um, so yeah, it's it's very it's very interesting. Kind of she meets Sabrina. The- <laughs> uh, honestly, you know what? It almost feels a. Li- it's it feels a little <laughs> bit chilling of Adventures of Sabrina esque um, Wednesday. Uh, so essentially, Wednesday's getting visions, um, and her roommate's a werewolf. Uncle Fester kind of like has electrical powers. Um, He, which he did in the movies, he just, you know, electricity never really affected him. Um, But it's interesting kind of putting, putting the Addams family in a world where weirdos and outcasts exist outside of the Addams family, because every Addams family story we've pretty much had is either them against the normies, or it's like you meet the extended Addams family, and they're all just a bunch of weirdos, zombies. Um, Ignatius It. I love Cousin It. Um, so having a world where you have Wednesday, who is like the weirdest out of the weird, is kind of interesting. Um, it, 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 it cre- I thought it would create an imbalance as far as like the Adams Family characters go because uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones as uh, Morticia is just inspired i i didn't i didn't expect to love morticia as much as i did and i want more of her um but the overall cast it's it's highly diverse um every everybody is acting their asses off i was it a a ricky lindholm just randomly shows up in it and i was i've seen her in a lot of other stuff um she was in knives out as donna um She's done, uh, uh, she was in, um, the DuckTales animated, the newer animated series. She's um, Oats. Yeah. She's Oats. She's oats. Yeah. yeah.
1: I was like, Ricky Linholm. like, if you don't say that she's Oats, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs>
4: I just <laughs> oats for those who may be yes. unaware. I
1: <laughs> yes, could
0: not you. remember which one she was, but I was like, oh I'm my God. I'm pretty sure she's
1: Oats. You're yeah. probably right. Yeah.
2: But, um, oh my yes. God, she's,
1: she's great. Yeah, the and short then brown got- one is Garfunkel. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, Kate
2: McCoochie. Yeah, Kate McCoochie. I love, I love, I love Micucci.
1: is great. If you if you haven't seen the uh, the Garfunkel and Ode's TV show, there's one point where uh, <laughs> like the, the manager or whatever is like the short brown one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh, no, it's and, and then you've got Christina Norichi, who is kind of the dorm, uh, the dorm mother or den mother uh, for Wednesday's uh, dorm. Uh, And she's delightfully weird as well. She is. uh, She works in the. uh, She does all the botany classes, uh, specializing in carnivorous plants, uh, for the school. So it's it's nice having at least one person from the original cast kind of show up. Um, oh, and then, uh, Uncle Fester. Uncle Fester's played by um Fred Armisen. Oh my, yes, I of fucking nowhere like i was like why he are does you? does that it shows it's, up he just shows up you're like what i didn't
0: know i got a fred armison cameo it's he's, fantastic he's
2: like he's like a comedy he's like a comedy monster i just he just i mean i love him uh so but you have wednesday at the school there's all sorts of mysteries there's a mystery surrounding gomez uh and the local town sheriff the local town is like a is like a weird. They have a place called Pilgrim World, um, so it's very like 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 they go to this the theme park and they're just like witch hunts happens two p.m. and four p.m. like so you can already guess like the town clearly has a problem with Nevermore Academy. Um, there are murders and it is straight. This this series is pretty much I would call this a light R. Um, I was debating that because
0: at first you think, okay, it's a Harry Potter meets Adam's family sort of thing. Right. So you're not going to go too adult, but then there was some moments where I was like, Oh no, they're not going not adult. This is like, yeah, Uh, it's, it's, it's TV 14 specifically, but um, that your 14 mileage may vary. Let's say, uh, depending on how, how mature your, your 14 year old is. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, Mostly fine. Unlike uh, we care, like our audience is like using this to determine if their kids should watch something. But it's mostly <laughs> fine for a yeah. mature teen or or preteen, I think. But uh, yeah, there's some there's some adult stuff.
2: Yeah, but it is it is fairly gory. I was I was frankly shocked. You see somebody's head pretty much. Uh, falling off their falling off their neck still partially attached. I mean um, Adam Stanley
0: is always kinda gory. Like it's got an element of that in it. But yeah, I think they they make that gore factor more pronounced and and specifically some of the brutal uh, uh, killings uh that this this monster that's on the loose uh yeah. does I will but, say
2: um, I will say Tim Burton feels more subdued than normal. That's what uh, Burton lately has been. I think the Burton
0: the Burton that we all think back and love is like the nineties into early two thousands Burton. But like, I don't think anything really in the last 20 years of his has been like, Oh, that's Burton. That's, that's, you know, that I'm thinking, unless someone can think of something, um, he's been like muted and a little more, uh, I don't want to say adult, but just, just less, uh, stylized. I think a little more straightforward, but I I think they got the tree, they got some of the black and white. Like, they got stylistic elements. In fact, there's a production uh, clip that talks about, well, this is the Burton tree. Like, <laughs> like this is <laughs> yeah.
2: the creepy Burton tree. and this is, um, this is the thing that's the most Tim burton Burtoniest Burton on set. Yeah. Well,
0: and he loves small towns. Like, he's always playing with these little small towns, like from uh, you know, Edward Scissorhands or Beetlejuice. And so the small town that's near Nevermore, I forgot, Jericho, I think. Like, yeah. that's very Jericho. much a, a Burton trope. Um, so so it's there but it's not like I'm gonna beat you over the head with my Tim Burtonisms you know what I mean like it's really yeah. delightfully uh, not delightfully but it's, it's balanced but uh, the same thing with the Elfman score which I was like oh my god they got Danny to do uh, this but even Danny Elfman's stuff other than his solo projects which is that's a whole other thing they're they're also a lot more uh, restrained and and not as uh, over the top so. And- uh,
2: and yeah. I think it's because we're dealing with the fact that they're coming into the Adams family. Tim Burton didn't make the Adams family. Tim Burton doesn't do a lot of like, like, oh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, like, I'm gonna remake something. He he very much kind of either gets involved with an original thing, um, like with with Henry Selleck. like he he he'll put his touches on it. But he, he this is something like people know the Adams family. So you can't really the Adams family while outlandish and weird, they have very muted colors. Uh like the Adams family movies, the most colorful you see outside of the Adams family home is when they're interacting with regular people. Like they're all like like their live action actors have always had kind of like like muted makeup, uh black white, just very t- very pale visuals inside their home so if you want something that feels adam's family ish uh like all of i do love how they incorporated all of like wednesday has a special made uh uniform because the uniforms are usually like purple and black hers is just all it's like various shades of black um her room um their her roommate's very colorful and color-oriented and Wednesday splits the room perfectly down the middle to the point where she darkens the already gray, gray floor.
0: So so like I love the like, dichotomy. I love the very wicked uh, uh, popular sort of era uh, roommate situation that they have yes. at Sniz or whatever. Uh, uh, yeah. that 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 part of it was a, a little delightful. I also want to amend my prior statement. The last Burtonius Tim Burton was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And yes. not that that was successful whatsoever, but maybe that was the moment when he realized maybe less is more, you know?
2: Yeah. And he, like, and like I said, with his writing and every, I don't think, has he done a TV series?
0: Ooh, that's a good question.
2: I don't think he has. I went looking before the episode and, and I couldn't, I couldn't find anything remotely. And he only, I think he only directed four episodes um, of this series. But uh, yeah, I think this is his first TV series with his name attached to it. Um, no, okay.
0: So he did, um, he he was director on a couple other things early in his career. Wow. Mm-hmm. Including uh, Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Oh. Um, but uh, the last thing, oh, wow. Okay. So you know what it is? The last thing he did. That was television was Stain Boy back in 2000. and it was there were web shorts, there weren't TV. Uh, Wikipedia Wikipedia's lying to me. But he did some other stuff. Family Dog. I guess he was involved somewhat with he, the Beatles. He, uh, ex- he was executive
2: producer of Family Dog and the Beetlejuice cartoon. Yeah,
0: but I mean, no, I think you're right. This is this is the most television uh, that he has done, uh, ever. So yeah, this yeah. is, uh, yeah, he's executive producer. I mean, he, his, his, his mark is on this for sure. I I'm wondering if it will persist into an, another season or not. Um, I also sit there and think, why do I always assume that Burton has done Adam's family? And it's because like you said, they kind of, kind of, they kind of marry together in a lot of ways. The the sort of the muted the black and white the sort of gore all that stuff. Uh, but Barry Levinson was uh I believe the uh, previous Adams family's like uh, main director and his style is also kind of in some ways similar to uh, Burton. So uh, Okay. Yeah, yeah um, no I I love the show. I I think I mean I've only watched for I love the show. I've watched the first episode. But um I I I'm very <laughs> I'm I'm enjoying what I've seen. I'm going to i'm gonna keep watching it it uh there were things that didn't work at first for me i was kind of like oh that's that's not my gomez which is stupid because if you look at the the comic it's that's that's oh my god he looks just he like looks him. like guzman like now what did you think of uh pugsley so i don't know that the actor they chose was the right one because i in my head again i just think i don't know pugsley a little different but looking at him next to guzman and katherine zeta jones like and with a little a little bit of a pug nose, just a little bit, just enough. Like, I get it. I totally get it. And he's not a big part of the show, at least so far. So, um, I don't know. That actor didn't whelm.
1: He whelmed me. But. Uh, just whelmed. Just whelmed. Uh, so, overall, uh, it sounds like you guys are enjoying Wednesday on Netflix so far. I have not started it myself, but. Yeah. Um, i i i you know i loved the movies the uh the the 90s films films um but i've never been a huge adams family person so i'm kind of up in the air whether or not i i want to start wednesday but you know I, i'll probably give it a shot i added it to my list on netflix of uh things to to watch and maybe i can take a break from going back and binge watching the amazing race now so
2: So so you're saying you're going to start watching it Wednesday?
1: uh, Maybe. I will put it on my calendar for Wednesday to start (laughs) watching Wednesday. Okay, good. (laughs) So that is Wednesday on Netflix. Check it out. So far, so good from uh, the podcast here. All right. So last topic swings over to me, and I want to discuss... Something that just came out, literally just came out the day before this recording. Uh, but apparently, half of my my Twitter feed watched it as soon as it released. But that is the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, which is an American television special written and directed by James Gunn for the streaming service Disney Plus. It's based on the Marvel Comics superhero team Guardians of the Galaxy. It's the second Marvel Studios special presentation in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or the MCU, sharing continuity with the films and television series of the franchise. The special is produced by Marvel Studios and follows the Guardians of the Galaxy as they celebrate Christmas and search for a present for their leader, Peter Quill. The special was also produced by Troll Court Entertainment. And we have Chris Pratt, Dave Bautista, Karen Gillian, Palm clem oh god i'm gonna i'm gonna butcher this and i'm so sorry palm Clementif, vin diesel bradley cooper sean gunn and michael rooker reprising their roles uh, as the guardians from previous mcu media with the band old 97s and introducing in quotes kevin bacon uh so gonna work on the concept of the special during the productions of guardians of the galaxy volume two before it was announced in december of 2020 uh filming occurred from february to late april 2022 uh, during the production of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, and it was released on Disney Plus on November 25th. This uh, Wikipedia article says serving as the conclusion of Phase Four. Uh, I don't, I don't appreciate that. I don't like. What kind of forever is the end of Phase Four? This is in its own little uh, spatial bubble. It's in the eye of the Jeremy Baramy, is what is how I feel about this. <laughs> uh, so. This just released yesterday on Disney Plus. And I – okay, so Friend of the Pod. uh, (laughs) We have have a couple of friends that have uh, been super excited about this. Uh, But I wasn't – I don't know. I wasn't super looking forward to it. Guardians, I thought, was a good film, especially the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie i thought was was really good i think a bit of uh the chris prattiness of everything has kind of soured me a little bit to to the franchise uh but jay abbott friend of the pod good friend of ours um is huge on this. So a lot of my Facebook posts, a lot of my Twitter feed has kind of been inundated with, with guardian stuff. Um, A lot of the, the rehired James uh, gun movement uh, was promoted through all that. And having a holiday special like this, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm going to watch it. I've been watching a lot of amazing race um, as of late because I needed another uh, you know, reality competition based show to binge 30 plus seasons of. Um, and I said, you know what? I, I want something that's going to be nerdy and geeky and current for this episode. So I said, you know what? While I am uh, r- rearranging and cleaning my room to put up my Christmas tree in preparation for the trim my bush party, Let's watch this Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. So the premise is pretty basic. They it, they start with a cartoon flashback of Quill and Yondu and um oh god, why can't I remember the the one Craglin. Craglin, uh, that's it. Craglin. Uh and Craglin and, and Quill are like setting up this little tree and everything—it's this whole kind of like how Yondu ruined Christmas for <laughs> for Kraglin and for Peter uh, back in the back in the day on on the Ravager ship. So Mantis feels that she needs to do something for for Peter to make up for how Yondu ruined Christmas because of the secret—the secret that only. Um, Drax knows and leads to a joke about the Zarg nuts that that she ate and nobody else knows about but then this was the big thing that came up on social media as we came into this is that apparently Mantis is Peter Quill's sister which was apparently part of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 it was part of a deleted scene that did not make the final film but Ego's her dad which kind of oh, makes sense, yeah, kinda makes sense. But she doesn't want him to know that she's his sister because she is, you know, she's worried that with everything that happened, that any time that Peter sees Mantis, that he's gonna be reminded of ego and all of that. Oh, uh, yeah. So there is a there is a heartfelt moment to it, and they they decide that the one earth person that Peter has talked about more than anybody else is who they will get and bring as a gift. And that person is Kevin Bacon. (laughs) And then shenanigans and Sue on earth. (laughs) Like it's, I don't want to give away a ton of it because there are some parts that are, that are, are, are funny and kind of, you get more of an emotional impact if you experience them when they happen. Um, but I will say this, the first part, like I didn't, I didn't think it was bad. I don't think any part of this, this special was bad. It felt very, as the kids say, mid, um, through the, the front half of, of the special once it gets past kind of the shenanigans on earth and it switches over it actually has a shit ton of heart buried in there
2: and, that's what i've been hearing it's, yeah. I hear it, it's got a ton ton of heart a ton of it i, I it's mean it's very will...
0: it's a very traditional in certain respects and like the form kind of mm-hmm. a very traditional christmas special i mean yeah like go back to and this is a bad example it's a great example look at the life day special for star wars right like look at the pieces that are involved you got Will musical he numbers home? yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you got the music number uh music numbers you got the celebrity cameos you, you it's it, the flat I, it, it's there it's there anyway uh sorry go ahead
1: i mean no no b arthur singing for you uh, but
0: Could you imagine (laughs) through the power of CG they bring back B Arthur? That would would have been pretty amazing.
1: It it would have been amazing. Is that the word we're going to use?
0: Oh yes, Yes. no, because of what it means, because of the connection to the life they spent. Yeah, all of it would have been pretty epic. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, for sure. It it definitely it, it changed my perception of a couple of things, like. Mantis and uh, I'm not even going to try to say her name again because I will butcher it again, um, but Mantis gets fleshed out and developed in a much different way in this special, and I mm-hmm. love that for her. Like it, it brings this whole journey, and I I will I I cried like at the end, eh, endish towards the end. Um, definitely, definitely, just I I I lost it because. It, it hits on, it hits on the theme of family. It hits on like feeling alone and being alone, and and um, the kind of the way that the way that the past couple, like the Guardians movies, the Thor, the last couple of Thor films. There's been a, a uh, an odd balance to the seriousness or the heartfelt tones compared to the light moment. So we've talked about it in, like, Love and Thunder. Um, It it always tends to skew more to the funny ha-ha. And this, I think James Gunn found a really good balance of being able to deliver the jokes, but then when it came time to really kind of putting in the, the heartfelt message that it, it it all worked and it all kind of blended very well um and then like some of some of the gags of like when they were passing out gifts and there's one point at the end where i think Groot hands out a bunch of gifts to, like each of them like to nebula and 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 quill and mantis and craglin and they're all of these like clay scenes of like, like different diorama right? yeah, yeah. Like, if you were to put them together, like it would have like formed a, a storyboard. Uh, and like Kraglin's is like ridiculous. Cause it's, it's so ridiculously meta. It's Kraglin holding a, uh, a clay Kraglin holding the clay Kraglin holding the clay Kraglin. It was, it was this whole weird thing. And it, it, I mean, even some little things of, um, uh, Groot, I am Grooting and having a conversation with Peter where he's like, um, you know, I guess. Yeah. You know, oh, I. I. You know, you thought this was a bad idea. I saw you wheel him out in front of everybody. Like there are these little zingers that happen that just make you appreciate the work that that James Gunn has done to to put together this movie and that these actors put into um, making these things come to life. My real issue is Drax. Drax has changed so much and I'm not one of those I'm not one of those fanboys that's like oh my god why did they do this to Thor? Thor in the Dark World was so much better than Thor in Love and Thunder because he's a serious character and these are all comic book characters I don't know where the fuck anybody on the internet gets that these people are like from fucking Macbeth and they need to have these deep serious tones to them they're fucking comic book characters. But the way that Drax has gone from like I know Drax is a a killing machine, kind of. They they've so- amalgamated different parts of Drax the destroyer from the comics. Because there are a couple there are two different Draxes, if I'm not mistaken. There was the 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 human whose family was killed, and then he was like body swapped into the destroyer I, there's a lot of tracks back story that doesn't necessarily get ported into the films but the fact that he's kind of become this like just i'm trying to figure out how to de- how to describe this properly
0: he's 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 the humor of his whole like i'm gonna say everything that like comes to my mind like with no filter or i'm gonna you know i don't what, what is he isn't having an inner, inner monologue or whatever like it's all out they're, like their
2: his species is like super literal.
0: Yeah, it's 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 it. This this above all else really was the least uh, funny
1: version of that. It was yes. very because it wasn't that because it yeah. stopped being that. It started to be. He's they've slowly taken it into almost a
2: mean territory. Yeah,
1: like him just like him. You know, like the whole thing with him and Mantis in Volume Two, where like. It's just, it's, I, yes, I a hundred percent agree with you. This is the worst version of Drax in all of the media that we've seen him in so far. And it's just like, there's like a disregard for, for, for life. Some of the bits with Drax were funny. Like when he was like, um, how am I supposed to follow the rules if you don't tell me what they are? Like, I, I thought that was, was kind of funny, but it's, it's
0: it's not good when this special is 75% Drax and, um, and mantis when drax yeah. is not cool. as successful humor wise because that's that's been the role like you said he's kind of been relegated to is yeah he's the badass he's the muscle but he's 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 the
1: joke most of the time i the funny part about it is i don't i didn't necessarily mind it when he's almost a straight man to mantis because mantis has this weird comedy to her oh. that isn't like yeah. Yeah. childlike but originally, it kind of felt naive and childlike in like Volume Two, and they've actually given it nuance in this special, and that's what I love about it. So to have Drax kind of be, um, uh, had, had they dialed it back a little bit and made him more of the straight man, I think it would have been great. Um, their their whole thing about like the the candy cane and the 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 little funny little the, man, the funny the little man on the yeah. on the lawn, yeah, like. That was fun. Like those bits were were good.
0: I just love them going to a, probably a gay bar. It looked like a mixed, but <laughs> let's just go with a gay bar. Oh yeah, and 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 just having like this like I don't know like thirty second montage of them getting drunk and partying, like dumb, but just delightful. In 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 that's that's what we want to see with Drax. We want to see him doing dumb shit or, or or muscle stuff. But yeah, like there's just too many things where he's like mean and. Just saying, what, like the whole—I didn't get the whole actor thing, other than it's the dumb joke or oh, actors are horrible people, like that well, was the running
1: a, that that kind of became a running thing because <laughs> was even um, Nebula, when yeah. she's like, "Oh, I guess all uh, all actors are not assholes or aren't pieces of shit or whatever."
2: And and it was, was just like,
0: such a weird, like out of nowhere, and it, it didn't. It, to me, it didn't service anything. But I do want to agree a thousand percent. This episode, this little little nugget. It, it works so well for nothing else, but uh mantis mantis mm-hmm. who is such a mantis and Cosmo, which I Cosmo also got oh, a lot of great yes. like, uh, they yeah. are such a big part of guardians in this modern, more, more modern incarnation, not maybe like most modern, but like the advent and Lanning era, like it thrills me and nowhere as well. Like it thrills me to, to, to no end to see them fully realized parts of the family you know, I know it's they've been coming and they've been building them up more and more, but like this special, like the, those two get just so many great little moments and beats. And hell, even Groot, which Groot can be uh, uh, obnoxious, I think they found exactly the right amount of Groot in this in this episode without it being a and and Rocket too, like just enough, just enough to like meet the bill, meet the whatever. And 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 then and then at last but not least, Peter, uh, well, and, and Nebula too, but like you know, she's kind of like such a waste for Karen Gillan, but whatever. Hey, it's a paycheck. Um, uh, I mean, they
1: but killed the, it during volume three, so at least she was getting yeah. double paid.
0: No, but for sure. But I mean, I just like Karen Gillan is like such an amazing actress on her own without all the, anyway, uh, the, the, the least that you, I think the character has the least screen time. Thankfully is uh, is Peter Quill, which I'm not even a, one of those people who's like rabidly anti Chris Pratt. I think he's an idiot who said dumb shit, but like to me, like, i don't have any i don't care he's whatever i i just yeah he's they they use exactly the right amount of 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 those characters but drax i i wish it honestly had been nebula or somebody else like just not 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 the best um i don't know for me but i liked it overall by the way i liked it overall just that yeah
1: and flula flula blur flula Flula Borg was the bartender at the bar that uh, serves Mantis oh. and Drax. Oh yeah! Um, but when Mantis does that first shot, that is me. After any time I do a shot of Malort, Rumplements.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute! I just I dispute the rumplements thing. I dispute that
1: uh, Malort no, for that, sure. That anytime I anytime I shoot Malort or Rumplements. Um, that is me. <laughs> that was like that was perfect. And I thought I just, you meant
0: the, and, the tongue licking, like the, like. I was um,
1: like,
2: "What the hell is she?"
1: No. And then, and then, as soon as she finishes her like twenty seconds of like flame throwing, essentially, she's like, "More." And I'm like, oh my God. "Yes, ma'am. That is exactly how you do it." And then the guy sidling up to uh, to Drax and offering to buy him tequila shots. Is like. Yes, because that is that is exactly how any any gay bar in WeHo would be. So I, <laughs> I did appreciate that. But yeah, Cosmo Cosmo talked in this episode in this special. It was phenomenal. And that was uh, Maria Bakalova. I don't want to call her Bakalova. That that would have just been <laughs> wrong. Uh, <laughs> but the, when Cosmo Cosmo is being bossed around by Rocket and then straight up refuses to, to keep working until he gives uh, until rocket gives him treats and i was like that is everything it was just <laughs> it was adorable and done so well and the fact that cosmo is being incorporated into more guardian stuff like i just think that's that's awesome uh and then a uh a voice only uh, cameo by Kira Sedgwick <laughs> as well. Oh my God!
0: The closer, I was, I was, I was hoping she showed up in person at the house, or but that wouldn't have, that wouldn't have worked as well. But the fact that they brought her in, I just, I was so, oh, uh, so for those of you who don't know, the closer is just one of those shows that uh, is near and dear to some of our hearts, and Kira Sedgwick just does not get enough uh, love for how amazing she is other than being an amazing Mrs. Kevin Bacon. But so,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the old 97s were the band that was on, um, on nowhere. And uh, apparently our friends with uh, James Gunn. So when they, they put together the, the music, he reached out to the old 97s to record the song and then uh, be a part of the special. But I, you know, it's a, it's a 45 ish minute, uh, episode. It does give you the option once it gets to the credits to skip the credits to go to the post-credit scene, which is a lovely addition to um, to Disney Plus streaming. I, I, I say that because I don't watch a ton of things that have that option. Uh, I totally
0: missed that too, and I just sat there and fast <laughs> forward.
1: <laughs> oh! Were you casting or using like the, the no, TV I app? was in
0: the in-app, in-app thing. I thought I just missed a oh. little, little whatever, and I'm glad both with Andor and with this, I'm so glad that I was like, just in case, just in case. And oh my <laughs> God. Oh uh, yes. So great. I, I'm, I'm sitting there the whole time. Like this has got to be a joke and I don't want to spoil it, but this has got to be a joke. It's so obviously a thing you could do. And, and then they did it. So yeah.
1: Yeah. It, it, it was, it was adorable. Um, like I said, I, if, if you have keep an eye when the credits start in the first minute or so, uh, cause it, it, the, the, for me, on my my Samsung TV in the Disney Plus app, it gave me the option to just skip the credits, and it went right to the post credit scene, which which is fantastic. But I, it's definitely worth the watch. Um, some of the some parts may be a little like, oh, well, this is just kind of whatever. But it, it there was a touching scene that led into more backstory and just. I did not expect to feel that much warmth from this special. And I'm glad that I did. And I'm glad that I watched it. So um, I definitely recommend it. I haven't, I did not watch uh, werewolf by night yet. So I need to still go back and and watch that. Oh my God. Watch that. I I can actually get that. It was a thing. Like it's not, I I don't go into Disney plus app all that often um, unless there is a, a currently running show but I'll have to go back and watch it. But I did, I did appreciate this one. Um, and, and again, I, in my mind, it will not be the end of phase four. It will be in the, the dot of the eye and the Jeremy bear Me, which is where <laughs> Janet's birthday is as well. And, um, and, and, I, I think it was a nice little, a nice little holiday treat for, um, for this time of year so go check it out disney plus the guardians of the galaxy holiday special uh, we call it holiday special it's just a christmas special um let's let's be completely honest holiday is just here used to try to make it seem less uh christian <laughs> i guess Hey, that's become a topic that's come up a lot recently especially because like um here in chicago the one of the the l cars and it changes uh, over the course of a couple of weeks, turns into the holiday train. And then there's also a holiday bus and it's all lit up and decorated. And uh, it's like, just call it what it is. It's a Christmas train. You know, you want to you say holiday as if it's going to be catered to more than just, uh, you know, the, the Christian holiday of Christmas. But it's not. There wasn't a Hanukkah bush. There was no menorah. I did not see uh, anything for Kwanzaa. I don't know what the, the the holder of the candles for Kwanzaa is. I don't want to misspeak there. But uh, overall, I think it was enjoyable. The only thing I will say, and this kind of will be a, 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 a different tangent. Uh, Brian, you had mentioned like, you know, you're not a rabid anti Chris Pratt person. I'm not for the most part either. I will say this, especially with everything that's been happening lately. Um, the shooting at Club Q the attack on trans America, you know, trans people throughout America. If you are part of a group, you're part of a church that is uh, very, very strict and very vocal about their anti LGBTQ stance and you don't denounce it. Your silence equals complicity at this point, you know, and it's, it's a tough thing to swallow because you try to separate the art from the artists. And you can't always do that. Um, Letitia Wright is another one. Like it, it was, I was very conflicted going into Black Panther. And we'll talk more about this in our Black Panther episode. Um, but I'm also not going to take away from the work that everybody else in that film did. Evangeline Lilly, you know, is another person who was spouting anti-vax, you know, stuff. I'm still going to see quantum mania because there are other people and there are other stories that are being told, but it is, it is difficult. And with the way that, um, uh, a lot of certain people in this country, right wingers, uh, ex- far right extremists are, are taking aim at the LGBT community. It, it gets a little bit tougher to sit by and just be okay with it. So it's trying to find that balance of, Separating the art and the artist, supporting the people that you want to support, even if it inadvertently supports somebody else, it, it, it's a tough call. And you know, if you're out there and you're listening and you choose not to support these films or the the specials because of things like that, know that that is absolutely valid and absolutely you're right. And just um, yeah, you know, make sure that you are you're following your conscience and your heart for all of that. So that's just my little my little take on. The Chris Prattiness of, of it all, which sucks because I, will, I like him. <laughs> I will say, if you want to get like the latest
0: on his words, go there. There's a, uh, and by the way, I'm not defending what he said. This is an important <laughs> distinction here. We can have nuance in these discussions. It's possible. Yeah. It's not on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> go on, well, which is dead anyway, right? Uh, go on, uh, look up, there's a variety article and there's a men's health, which uh, he talks a little bit about the Hillsong stuff Hillsong. And and I, and I have a sensitivity to this only because I have, I am from a faith-based community. I was in the church for many, many years. I have a lot of friends in the faith-based community still though, decreasingly (laughs) to say the least, Uh, at least as actively, whatever. Uh, And, 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 you know, there's a lot of amazing people in the church who just are uneducated or they've been misled by the church and dah, yada, yada. So it's, 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 it gets messy really quickly. Uh, but, but certainly agree, Pat, like, you know, the silence is complicity, uh, you know, calling out our friends and family for supporting organizations that have led to where we're at is, is, is not, it's something we all should do in our own lives. But um, anyway, so long story short, there is updates on the Pratt Hillsong stuff. Uh, he does talk very straightforward about, you know, not being anti LGBTQ. He's he not being a part of Hillsong. Anyway, all of it, like he's talked somewhat recently. Uh, and all I'm saying is like, I just, when it gets murky like that to me, it's one thing if it's like a Kevin Spacey or uh, Evangeline Lilly to some extent where they are actively like saying dumb shit and need to be canceled or put in a corner, whatever. <laughs> right? But when it's like this association thing, you're like, oh, OK, now hold on here before we get the pitchforks and the and the torches out. Let's really get to the bottom of the issue and and really try to judge correctly. And it's hard. It's so hard because there's so many perspectives. And it is such a such a damn important issue, especially, you know, in light of this stupid another shooting. Like it, it. anyway, all I say is just do do your do your research. I did my research. You know, do <laughs> look into it. And make your call, right? And then you know you can have these discussions with people, hopefully not on Twitter or Facebook or any social media, and actually have like a, a good adult, nuanced conversation, right? So this is this is this comes up a lot in my life, and I, I'll talk about it, it's my one up, trying to find the middle path between the extreme mob pitchfork mentality of some of the things on like Twitter a lot, but the yeah, other social media and getting to the root of the real problems and the real issues and and like the space in between is so hard right to find so and again i'm not defending chris pratt dude probably an asshole he he uh he stepped out on what was her name anna is anna paris is yeah he brought,
2: anna ferris
0: anna ferris sorry who i love i absolutely adore so whatever fuck him but like you know just just when you are getting on the you know on the like ah this guy just be aware that life is so messy and com- harder to pin down than we do in our hot takes online, and it's just, it's just, it's just, it's tough.
1: So I don't know. Well, for sure, and and it's it's not necessarily you know what I'm I'm referring to is the fact that he is faith based, or or maybe now is I don't. whatever you find your your faith is is your own journey, but there are other churches there are other faith-based organizations where you maybe don't have that same reputation don't have that same that same take so and and again it's tough i watched it i'm you know like i said i'm gonna go see volume three when it comes out i you know i can just have that little bit of a a feel of um maybe that guy sucks (laughs) you know and again it sucks because i did really enjoy chris pratt you know for for a while and i don't think he was bad i i will say this outright you know a lot of the Letitia Wright stuff that came out and and happened as wakanda forever was being filmed you know it it really soured me to her as a person but i she fucking killed it in wakanda forever and you know again we'll talk more about that at another point but it's sometimes there is sometimes a point where you have to separate the art from the artist, and you can sometimes take comfort in in enjoying things. But that's enough of that for right now. That that's our our serious moment for for the <laughs> podcast. Was that our, so, our,
2: was that our social Was that our social cues micro episode? Yay, there we there go. you go There okay. we
1: go <laughs> uh, So yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, go check it out And uh, tell us what you thought Alright Let's get into some One-ups uh, Eric Why don't you give us your one-up
4: Um, So There's an earworm and a TikToky trend happening that's just been stuck in my brain, and I don't know if it's a one-up, but it's just there, and I can't get <laughs> rid of it. Um, which is uh, Megan Trainor's "Made You Look," <laughs> and I like Megan Trainor. I don't dislike her, but this song was made for nothing other than the TikToks.
2: <laughs>
4: and
1: but I kind of to it look all right.
4: I kind of find it catchy, and I find myself pulling up the video frequently on YouTube. So I guess I like it, uh, <laughs> but I haven't learned the TikTok dance yet, so I'm not fully crazy about it. But yeah, i learned
1: TikTok dances.
4: I do not. As an elder millennial, I, I do not <laughs> do the, the
1: ticky-tocks. Uh, I'm sorry, sir. They have changed the, the title to geriatric millennial. So, No! Oh, no. <laughs>
0: what does that make uh, old or young? I don't know. Gen, Gen Xers.
2: No, you're no, old. not a boomer, motherfucker. You're sister. old. You're just old, buddy. <laughs> hey, listen. You're not, even on those... the, you're not even on the social media. You're just
0: old. I was one of those. I was on a tiki-taki dance uh, myself recently. I just want you to know, uh, I have moves like Jagger, literally because Jagger is ancient. Oof!
2: <laughs> Oof! I was gonna say you're not making a good case for yourself, sir. <laughs> exactly. You're not making a good case for yourself.
0: Uh, wait, do you see the video? It's, it's it makes the case for me. It's, it's
2: oh, I saw it. Uh, oh, I was yeah. well aware. Your, your your Christmas gift is me not commenting on the video.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was worried though, Eric, you were talking about the earworm because, and in TikTok, it's so fast. But like uh, the one that BJ shared with us uh, uh, about uh, oh, candelabras. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that one still comes up on TikTok quite a lot. <laughs> and is, uh, oh, God, you can't get that out of your head without Clorox. It's horrible.
4: Yeah, but I got my Gucci on. I could have my Gucci on. I could be in my Louis batons. I made you look.
1: i <laughs> uh, yeah. I I made you look by Megan Trainer is uh it's one of those that that just kind of pops up randomly and it's did you was, i think her she had her brother do one as well i i don't know it's it's a very interesting life cycle for megan trainer i don't her album got buried by one of the big the biggest album of the year coming out the same day so at least she's got a ticky talkie dance yeah that's i mean the I'm, I'm still trying to figure out the only one the only part of the bejeweled one that i i know uh the taylor swift tiki-tiki trend that's going on is the, the shimmer the little the, the little shimmer fingers it's about all i got <laughs> <laughs> ah, eric doing tiki-tiki dances in his room that is his one up because i i'm telling you even though they're not out there on social media he's doing them in his room <laughs> i promise <laughs> <laughs> uh brian what is your one up
0: so i i've discovered somebody who i should have known about a while ago and i'm sad that someone probably actually on this show has mentioned them and i just didn't register but uh i've discovered z way and we talked I don't about even know who that is. she is fantastic oh my god bj the show is I'm bj she- Oh, Z-Way, you and Z-Way have so much in common besides just color your skin, baby. Let me tell you. You, buddy, you saved it. I was literally. No, 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 no. Take that off. Take that
1: off. Well, But no, see, this is the thing. Oral was about to materialize.
0: (laughs) No, listen. Some here's the thing. an air, and I would wouldn't that be amazing? By the way, I'd love to see him right now. No, BJ, you, you your sense of humor, which is so specific, such a specific flavor that I, for years, did not understand, and 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 I had such a, I still struggle sometimes. But oh. Zewei is the first comedian I have heard. Who just it is? It is you. You're uncomfortable, but like <laughs> not take social out. Like just like the little like uh, pushback in in a good way on like, oh, no, microaggressions. Like like Z way is I, I just I just had this uh, epiphany and I was like, oh my god, this is <laughs> this
4: is amazing. Now she is. I will say did a little more. The, did you watch the Bob the Drag
1: Queen the of, little video? You know, Okay,
0: of yeah. course.
1: Oh my God. I I love it. <laughs> you... like, I
4: love That I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love that. I you it. I
2: love it.
4: I love it.
1: I I
0: you so so I I am I am uncomfortable comedy is tricky, right? Because there is a certain fine like a sweet spot, right? Uh I watched the Sketchy Queens with Jinx and uh Liam or whoever, and there is some great uncomfortable comedy in there and, and it it is it works and then it really doesn't. Like so it's really hard to dial that in, right? Uh but Z and the editing, whoever does the editing on her show, oh my God, like so perfect. It's, it's just, it's, it's almost like, uh, and that's like sort of surreal, like ridiculous, whatever, but it works just so well with her, with her delivery and and like uh, her her pushback on these characters, making them feel incredibly uncomfortable about their own past and things they've said, or like my favorites, a little Chiron they put underneath when they say something yes. and then they totally yeah. use that, like take them out of context and just put like, it's just so smart and I love it so much. And it is it is, it is touching on things that I have been wrestling with and dealing with over many years in terms of race and and, and understanding my privilege and understanding all of the things. That if you've listened to the show for a while, it's a been a journey, right? Thank God. Thank Oral. I always credit Oral for, for starting me and really helping me push me down this path. But like, it, it does all that in such a funny, postmodern, uncomfortable way that is just ah. It's a chef's kiss. So good. Uh, So Zeewee on Showtime. I know most of you probably don't have Showtime. Go on YouTube. YouTube has a lot of the best clips. She Um, actually
2: has has a TikTok page. I've actually seen her. I've seen her on TikTok.
0: Yes. TikTok, Instagram, and she did a YouTube series. She's done a lot of stuff uh, already. Nigerian-American, still pretty young, but like, my God, such an upcoming uh, superstar that is just, ah, I can't, that is the best one up. I think I could ever give this audience is just go look up Z on YouTube or TikTok or anywhere. And, and, and you're welcome.
1: And she was part of yearly departed uh, the Amazon prime special. Uh, she was Kamala Harris in our, t- our cartoon president that series. Uh, mm-hmm. um, she was sojourner she was,
0: truth in, in Dickinson, which I was yeah, like, Oh my God.
1: Sophie <laughs> so in so succession. Perfect. She's Amelia on the great North she uh, she got a lot going oh, on.
0: I didn't know she was on the Great North. That's I guess should go back and watch that again. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. And uh yes. Uh oh, and speaking of uh jinx, uh way will be uh the next guest on the next episode of Hi Jinx. I'm
0: very oh, excited hi, for that. Hi Jinx. I'm very excited. <laughs> I downloaded that from my 5-hour uh, flight. So um I'm 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 excited. I just Jinx is doing some, uh, we should also give, is, no one's given Jinx this one up, right? We should do this too. Jinx just landed a, a Broadway role finally. This is like a dream come uh, true. Yeah. She's going to be Mama Morton in Chicago. I mean, she uh, should be Vilma, but they aren't ready for that. No, they're going to be, of course <laughs> not right. You're, you're right though. You're totally right. Um, but like, you know, Jinx is just killing it. Screen, Sketchy Queens, I would say, go watch it. If you have WoW, uh, like go go watch it. It's It's got some real gems. But then it's got just sketches where you're just like, God, I wish I could get the last five minutes back of my life. It's so bad. So you, you, you know, was,
1: mileage. Was will Sketchy vary. Queens uh, was the the Wow Presents show? Her prize for winning All Star Seven.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh my god! Used to duet with uh, RuPaul.
1: And <laughs> <laughs> <W>
4: <laughs> <hydratia>. The proceeds <laughs> go to a charity of her choice. <laughs> oh.
1: Not the blue oh. treatment. Not the blue treatment.
0: Not that. Anything but that.
3: Not oh.
1: not 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 the not the remix compilation track. Oh, record a song with RuPaul. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> You yeah. don't even get to go to Hollywood. They're
4: just going to do it in the closet in in Birmingham.
1: <laughs> they're going to use the uh, the microphones and everything that are not plugged in on the uh, the main stage.
4: Exactly. Oh my god. Oh. They're just going to use clips of her voice from her confessionals. She doesn't even to record it. They're going to do that computer
0: generated the uh, they train your thing, and then they can just spit out RuPaul forever. That's how they're going to do
1: it. Oh my god. oh Oh, these uk queens oh (laughs) at least they can at least they can start 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 making
4: money some money
1: (laughs) right right oh god let's not let's not get into canada versus the world (laughs) this is a hot mess express god (laughs) anywho (laughs) we'll we'll talk about that another time (laughs) (laughs) Oh, BJ, what is your one up?
2: Uh, Mine actually is uh, something that everybody thought would suck, um, but it's actually been a lot of fucking fun. Uh, Sonic Frontiers. Um, It has been advertised for like the past year and a half. Um, It was originally thought to be the first open world Sonic game, kind of like uh, Breath of the Wild. Uh, but it's, uh, Sega has been very quick to say that it's open zone. So it's a series of islands and you have free run of the island area, but once you move to a different island, you can't really go back till the end of the game. Uh, so you're, so you're kind of in a sandbox, but it is ridiculously fun, uh, just to kind of run around different island environments. Um, you're collecting. Uh, you do. You have a couple of items to collect uh, to move the story along. Um, uh, there's a really weird moment where Robotnik has created a new AI, and through a whole bunch of little side quest memos uh, from Robotnik, he actually mentions asking, being like, he's like, her, it. I should probably ask them about what their preferred preferred method of uh identification is. So I'm like did Dr. Robotnik just ask about his AI's pronouns? I'm like what the fuck? Um, so Dr. Robotnik like caring, caring caring about his AI's pronouns. Um so no, it's it's actually it's it's a lot of fun. I just beat it. I want to say as of like 2 hours before uh the beginning of this recording, uh, I just played it non-stop. Uh it's been a blast. Um, a little bit repetitive, but it is on, as of right now, uh, when does this episode drop? Uh, Just under a week. I believe it should still be on sale. It's on every major. Um, it's on Steam, Switch, PS5. I have it for PS5. Um, uh, Xbox, all the Black uh, Friday sales. All the things. <laughs> well, what's funny is Sega... Sega fully so the reviews have been mixed but Sega fully put this game on sale before Black Friday and Cyber Monday um because I guess they just thought it was going to not do well but it's actually doing really well so if you can find it on sale definitely pick it up it's it's actually it's a blast and a half although and it's also very weird to hear Sonic talk in a normal tone of voice. Uh, his balls dropped finally so he doesn't sound like a Saturday morning cartoon character. <laughs> Jaleel White
1: didn't voice Sonic again.
2: No, uh, it's that's been the sad. same guy. It's been the same guy since like, uh, like Sonic Adventure, I think. Hmm. So,
1: and that's it's on PlayStation again, or yeah, now it's, it's on
2: every. Yeah, it's on everything. It's on PlayStation, mm-hmm. um, uh, Nintendo, all the all the systems. It's everywhere. Did, did Nintendo have
1: like an exclusive deal at one point? Because I feel like when Sega finally went under Sonic just moved over to Nintendo but they also uh, the, haven't put out really any like Sonic solo games in a while right
2: yeah it's been a while so it's Sonic's had such a checkered past especially when it came to like 3d 3d platforming games um, they they had an exclusivity deal for the DS game so any handhelds, um sonic games after sega switched to just making games and not um systems uh nintendo did have an exclusivity deal for like i think it was the sonic boom series and uh uh there's a couple of other sonic games that were only on nintendo ds i think sonic colors and then once that deal went out uh, i think sonic colors is actually only on nintendo um but a lot of the, the new remakes, uh, 2D remakes of Sonic and everything, those are on all systems, like Sonic Mania and Sonic Origins. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, there you go. Well, go check it out, Sonic Frontiers. And uh, that, that sounds like a sounds like a blasty blast. All right. So uh, for my one-up, um, please don't hate me, world, but I survived mm. the Ticketmaster queue for the Taylor Swift eras tour. I don't, I think we recorded our last roundup right before midnight's came out. Um, midnight's is a pretty damn good album breaking Spotify within the first five minutes of the album being released. Um, she was the first female, uh, first artist, first female artist to take all 10 spots of the billboard hot 100 the first time in the charts history there was not a man present in the top 10 of the billboard hot 100 um just breaking records like crazy apparently for the pre-sale the verified fan pre-sale they only sent out 1.4 million codes on mm-hmm. the monday before the uh the the pre-sale, the Tuesday pre-sale somehow 14 million people ended up in queues on Ticketmaster, causing the site to crash. And at one point, um, Ticketmaster paused the queues. There was a two-hour pause for uh, one of the Chicago shows, the one I was in line for. And they ended up pushing back the West Coast uh, presale by a couple of hours to try to figure it out and get it all together. But... Uh, I was able to secure nosebleed tickets. Last time I saw Taylor Swift was in 2018? 2019? One of those two. I, think, mm, I don't remember. I think 2018. Uh, on the Reputation Tour, and um, I was in, like, Section 100 with decent, like, with, on, with only paying, like, 125 a ticket, something like that. This time around, I, I spent about the same, and I'm in the 400s at um, Soldier Field here here in Chicago, so... Hey, I'm gonna still get to go and see her so I'm excited to see what is uh, what that show is going to be like. But my actual one up is a special that is on YouTube free to watch um, by Matteo Lane called the Advice special. Uh, if you are not familiar, Matteo Lane is a uh, now a, a comedian, a stand-up comic. Um, a super nice guy actually yelled at me at Dragon. con. Um, during a panel that I was, I was attending, uh, back in. God, what was that? That was 2019. Uh, DragCon New York city, 2019. It was at the comedy and drag panel with Daniel Franzese and Pandora box and Matteo lane. And, uh, I was taking pictures, uh, cause we had our press badges and he yelled at me <laughs> to just, to, to stop taking pictures and just enjoy the moment. And then he saw that I had a press badge on and he was like, Oh, never mind. Um, so that was entertaining, but the special is uh, was recorded at the oh goodness uh, the Village Underground at Comedy Cellar, and he comes out and asks the audience if they have any questions or need any any advice. And um, the there is on his TikTok there is a clip from the first question that gets asked and it's about uh this guy who's sleeping with this this dude in his building um and the advice that he needs is that the guy who's sleeping with uh doesn't speak english and uh, in a message so that he wants to get closer to his wife and how should he respond to that and uh part of the the response is uh he goes you respond with ha 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 wait no ja 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 uh um, <laughs> uh hasta manana so like, it, but the fact that he like he double back and just ja ja made it all worth it and like that the fact that within the first couple of minutes like we go into that 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 whole piece it just really well done if um if you follow him on social media you know that uh, a lot of his stuff is is comedy and uh going to italy and eating pasta uh there's no pasta involved but there's a lot of italian and uh and and just hilarity in this uh 35 minute special it's a it's a fairly short uh show but it is on youtube and it's free to watch so anybody regardless of streaming platform can go and enjoy this stand up special and i highly recommend it uh for your viewing pleasure so that's the advice special by mateo lane on youtube And with that, dear listeners, we thank you so much for hanging out with us on this episode. Uh, Don't forget to check us out online at flameonshow.com and at patreon.com forward slash flame on show. We'll be back soon with more podcast goodness for your eardrums. And uh, until then, Bobby
3: Bye.